Gonna have to hurry if I want to get this up by midnight. I can't believe it's already the first waxwork update for Christmas. This is so exciting. First Christmas with waxwork and... Hello? Hey, how's it going? Mike, how are you doing? Hey. Oh, it's great to hear from you. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, right? Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> what's up? Not much. What's up with you? Well, I'm just working on the, uh, the website, you know, trying to get it up for, you know, for, for the, the update. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, Christmas morning, we'd all open our presents, and then we'd, like, call each other up and say, hey, what'd you get, you know? Yeah, I remember that. That was... Fair what we got. A lot of fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got, you know, Wizards and Warriors, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got... Uh, the old NES, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Nintendo. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, it's too bad. Well... It's too bad it's not like that oh, anymore. Gosh, yeah, I, I wish... I wish we could still have a Christmas like that. Yeah. I guess things change when you grow up, you know? That's that's for sure. <laughs> Not necessarily for the better. Remember it like it was yesterday, though. The stockings had all come down. Presents been passed around. That's when you'd call to discuss it all. Compare what we'd got. I miss that a lot I'd always call on Christmas And the rabbit fell to the floor I'd always call on Christmas Back when toys were what Christmas was for No more I do miss those days, you know? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Was life simpler then, or, or is it me? You know, it's definitely not you, my friend. It just sort of seems like... Now that we're out of school We've a more meager you No Santa list Means much fewer gifts For boys become Still we long in the form of this song For days way back when I'd always call Christmas Before gifts had even left the box You'd always call on Christmas Leaving out all the lame 
Oh, wait, Mike, Mike, are you, Mike? Oh, crap. Hello, and welcome to the Christmas episode of Cast and Wax, the Waxwork.com podcast. My name is Jordan D. White, and it is a very fun episode. It's not a full-length episode, but it is a almost entirely all-new episode. You just heard the Waxwork theme I, I'd Always Call on Christmas, which is a special th- Christmas-themed song. It's the only Christmas song I've ever written, as far as I can recall, so hopefully you thought it was funny. Up next, we're going to have Where Are They Now in History and This Day in History for today. After that, we have a brand spanking new scapey story special for the holidays, and then we have a Where Are They Now in History and This Day in History for December 25th, actual Christmas Day. And if that's not enough, we then have a preview for our next full episode, which is not next week, but the week after, and a special bonus song that you kind of hear bits of all the time. But anyway, you'll hear. Um, Let me think. Anything else exciting to tell you? No, but have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Holidays. Have a great New Year's Day and things like that. Oh, and if you're wondering, no, uh, Rory didn't get that grant. Uh, Frank was just being a giant jerk. So until next time, we'll be seeing you. Hello, my name is Roy Sinjin. Welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On December 22nd, 1964, comedian Lenny Bruce is sentenced to four months in a New York jail for violating obscenity laws during his nightclub act. After the longest and costliest obscenity trial in history, Bruce was convicted for his anthology of filth, as the prosecutor termed it. Wait, Your Honor, there are mitigating circumstances. There was a car coming at me the entire time. And why was there a car coming at you the entire time? Because I couldn't dive out of the way. And... Why was that? Because me and the driver were playing chicken! So instead of doing something sensible like jumping out of the way, you swore. Yes! And that's why I hit him. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. Your Honor, I move for a mistrial. Very well, granted, mistrial. Oh, f***ing hell, yeah! Mr. Bruce, I was about to let you off, but in light of your recent outburst in my courtroom, I will bypass the entire jury system, deny you the right to a speedy trial, and give you an even speedier one. You go away for life. Aw, hamburgers. Yes, he was sentenced to life, a.k.a. four months. He died shortly thereafter. All because he was playing chicken in that nightclub. One should never play chicken. It's very dangerous. Learn from Lenny Bruce. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But don't chicken out yet. My name is Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Gas and Wax. And you're probably wondering how Lenny Bruce died four months later. Well, I'll tell you, he was in jail for life, as I said. And they hadn't planned on life being four months. They had planned on it being, well, a long time, and it turned out to be four months. How? Lenny was telling his story using uh, his colorful language in the prison. And, of course, another prisoner at the other end of the hallway was walking down the hallway. And Lenny was walking the opposite direction. And he said, oh, look at that, to himself. There's someone coming towards me. Perhaps I will play chicken with this person. And so he steered his body directly at the person who was also steering directly at them. And they said to themselves, well, you know, he's going to turn first, he's going to turn first. They collided in the middle of that prison hallway so hard that it was difficult to tell which one of them was which from the body parts. Their bodies were smooshed together. It was almost as if nuclear fusion had occurred in the form of two bodies. If there was an atomic implosion, the entire prison was sucked into a black hole and appeared in the middle of the sun where no one ever saw it again. It was very unfortunate. That's why you shouldn't play chicken. Don't ever play chicken when you're driving your car, you could die. This is Rory Sinjin with Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Scabby Stories From a Cat in the Dark.
Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Scapey Stories from a Cat in the Dark. My name is Jordan D. White, and of course my cat Scape is going to tell us a scary story. The idea behind the show usually is that I will read a story to Scape, and then Scape will tell it to someone else. But when I first approached Scape with this idea, he at first uh, said, well, he didn't need me to read him stories, that he knew scary stories. Oh yeah, Dad, I do. I know a lot of scary stories, so you didn't have to read them. Yeah, but I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be specific. Anyway, well, you'll see kind of one of the reasons why I didn't trust him to just know scary stories, because one of the examples that he used of scary stories that he knew is uh, this one, which is A Christmas Carol. That is a scary story. Well, I don't, I don't think it's traditionally thought of as a scary story, but since it is Christmas, I figured I'd give you a chance to to try it out and, and, and tell it. Dad, it's, it's got ghosts in it. So it's scary. It's very scary, especially when I tell it. So. <laughs> no, and that's fine. And that's fine. We're going we're gonna to get to it. But of course, now you've never actually read this story. I mean, you don't you know read. So you've never read the story. You just know it through knowing things. Yeah, uh, I just kind of picked it up. Uh, I don't really know where I heard it, but generally I just heard it, okay? Okay. And since I did not read the story to Scape, Scape is going to tell this story to me. It's a very tender father and son cat Christmas moment. Please, Scape, begin. Thank you, thank you. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Twas the night before Christmas, and, um, there was, like, a guy named Scrooge. And Scrooge was, like, uh, rich, so he had a lot of money, and he could do pretty much whatever he wants, right? And because he was rich and could do whatever he wants, he was not so nice of a guy, okay? So he would be, like, at work, and he'd be like, Hey, Bob Cratchit, uh, you're, like, uh, too hot, so no fire, you get to be cold. <laughs> Save me money. <laughs> and people were like, it's Christmas, don't take us out of our houses. And he was like, too bad. And um, and his friends were like, hey, come to a party. And he was like, no, shut up. <laughs> so basically, everybody hates him. Except that guy, Bob Cratchit, he's kind of like a real super nice guy. So he's like, uh, okay, Mr. Scrooge, I still like you, even though... <laughs> You're a jerk. But I still like you. And Scrooge is just like, whatever. And so, uh, so the night before Christmas, like I said, he goes home to his house and he, like, gets in bed and he starts hearing, like, noises. Creepy noises, okay? Noises are like, and then he's like, uh, freak out a little bit because I don't know why this noise is happening. He's like, okay. And so, all of a sudden, boom, burst into the room, uh, like a dead guy, okay? It's like a zombie, okay? A zombie, okay? And he's got, like, chains on him, and he's like... Rotting, and his like flesh is falling off of his body, and it's gross. He's like, gross. Wait, hold on, a zombie? A zombie? I don't remember there being zombies in this. Well, it's dead. It's a dead guy, so it's a zombie. He's walking, walking dead zombie. Okay, but he's not gonna eat his brains or anything. Who says zombies have to eat brains? It's not a rule. This guy just is like creepy. Anyway, look, he's fresh, falling off his body. Scrooge, he says. Scrooge is like, uh, what me? No, what? Why? No, what do you want? No, hold on. I thought, but again, what you're saying, I, why is he, isn't he a ghost? Isn't it? Dad, you're ruining my story. It's getting scary and you're getting in the way. It's not a ghost, okay? It's a zombie. I will tell you why in a minute because it's getting here, okay? It's a zombie. Okay, zombie, zombie, zombie. So Scrooge is like, wait, 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 And this guy's like, yes, I'll come for you. And he's like, what? Why? I don't know. Why? And the guy's like, because you're a jerk and I don't like jerks. 
he's like, wait, you look kind of familiar, zombie. Are you somebody I know? And he's like, yes, I was your, your friend or something. And I was a jerk. And now you're a jerk. So I'm going to send free ghosts for you. And the guy's like, Scrooge is like, what, 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 what? And by the way, that's how you know this guy's not a ghost. Because he says he's going to have free ghosts. He's not one of them. Okay, okay. I got you. Anyway, so he's like, okay, so free scary ghosts. And this is a scary story because they're ghosts, okay? So, and Scrooge is like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. When are they coming? And he's like, uh, during the night. So just wait up, okay? And Scrooge is like, okay. And so in, in a minute, then the first ghost comes. And the first ghost is so spooky. He's like a big fat guy who's going to like sit on Scrooge any second. And Scrooge is like, oh, no, don't sit on me. Don't sit on me. And the guy's like, oh, I might. So I'm a ghost. So here's my name is Ghost of Christmas Past. And that means I hunt the past. Mysterious, mysterious. And so, uh, Scrooge is like, oh no, the past. Uh, okay, what about it? And he's like, well, let me show you. Uh, remember when you were younger? And you were like, uh, a kid? And you were like, right Christmas or something? And Scrooge is like, oh, yeah, I remember. That was cool. Why are you showing me this? I thought you were scary. And he's like, I am scary. <laughs> and he's like, uh, remember you had a girlfriend? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, remember you had, like, a good time sometimes? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, I do remember all that. Thank you for cheerful ghosts. You're not scary ghosts. And he's like, I am scary ghost because you don't have any friends now. And everybody thinks you're a jerk. You'll see. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> and Scrooge is like, what? That's kind of mean of you. And the ghost's like, well, too bad. Bye. And he leaves, but he, right, he was scary. Then next comes another ghost. Another ghost comes in right after, and another ghost is like, uh, some other thing, but scary looking. Maybe, uh, okay, maybe like a goblin ghost, maybe. So the goblin ghost. Is it a, go wait, is it a goblin ghost? You're saying maybe. Well, yeah, for this, okay, it is. It's a goblin ghost, okay? And it's like, it's got fangs and pointy ears, and it's like a green ghost. It's scary, is the point. And Scrooge sees it and is like, oh my god, you're scary. And he's like, I know, I know, I'm very scared. I'm the ghost of Christmas presents that will haunt you because they're surprises. And Scrooge is like, oh no. No, I don't, I think it's, it's not, I don't think it's Christmas presents. I think it's Christmas present, isn't it? What do you mean? Like, it's not like gifts that. It is, it's gifts. It's, it's a ghost of presents, ghost presents. I don't, okay, well, I'll just, okay. Uh, that is, because listen what he tells him. He says, Rook, I will show you what everybody gets for Christmas. At Bob Cratchit's house, they get nothing because they have no monies. <laughs> because you're a jerk, by the way. That's kind of scary. And Scrooge is like, okay, wow, that is. And then he's like, look, are your friends and your family, guess what they get? Uh, good stuff, and they're happy, but guess who they didn't? Yet to give any presents to is you because you weren't there, so, meh. And Scrooge is like, well, that sort of sucks. And he's like, yeah. Well, that's scary. I'm a goblin, by the way. A goblin ghost, actually. And, uh, so that's... <sighs> Fine. And so that was, that ghost was like, I'm done now. And Scrooge is like, well, uh, I tell you, that was kind of convincing, uh, cause you guys are scary and, um, you know, I used to have a nice time and be nice and then I stopped being nice and now I got no friends. So, yeah, I guess I would be nice cause you guys really scared me, ghost-like, and yeah. You're really selling the scary thing. It's a scary story!
scary because, Dad, if you saw one ghost, that would be scary. This guy has already seen two ghosts and a zombie, all right? And he's scared. And the ghost is like, uh, yeah, but hmm, it's, uh, it's got to be free ghosts because we said, so you got to watch out. There's one more ghost and he's like scarier than me. And I'm a goblin ghost, so... And Scrooge is like, Oh, God, I don't want to see it. And he's like, Well, too bad. So then the goblin ghost leaves, and the final ghost comes in. And the final ghost, he is like a skeleton, okay? In a coat, which is, like, super scary, I promise. And Scrooge is like, Oh, God, skeleton in a coat. That is the scariest thing. Why is... I don't... Why is the skeleton in a coat the scariest thing, Scape? I, I mean, I know the answer, actually. Actually, but I don't know if you know the answer. Dad, it doesn't feel as irrational. Okay, it doesn't need explanation. Maybe it taps into, like, a base fear of skeletons showing themselves or somebody being secret skeleton under their coats. No, I don't think that's what it is, Gabe. It's because the skeleton, in the, it's not just a coat. It's a like a, a hood and a cloak, and it, it looks like it, the, the image of death. Well, whatever. But, all right, fine. Then this guy looked like the image of death. Blah, 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 blah. But he was a skeleton in a coat, and Scrooge was like, you're super duper scary. You don't even need to say anything. Uh, I'm already convinced. And the guy's like, well, too bad. I'm scary anyway. And I will show you the future. Guess what happens in the future, Scrooge? Guess what happens in the future? And Scrooge is like, uh, I don't know, but you don't have to tell me. And he's like, you do. I do have to tell you. Here's what happens. Uh, you're gonna die, my friend. You are gonna die. And guess what? You're a jerk, so nobody cares that you die. That's what happens in the future. And Scrooge is like, no! I don't want to die! Tell me I don't have to die! And the ghost is like, well, I can't tell you that, so you better think about it. And Scrooge says, well, there's got to be something I can do. Tell me there's something I can do. And the ghost is like, uh, tell you what, I'm not going to answer your question, but uh, I'm going to throw you in a coffin and bury you alive. <laughs> and Scrooge is like, don't do that. That's the worst thing. And he's like, well, too bad. Throws him in a coffin, buries him alive. Okay. And Scrooge is like, this is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> Wait, the ghost buries him alive? Why does the ghost bury him alive? Dad, it doesn't matter. But He's like, okay, bury him help me, help me. And, uh, and he's like flashing around, scared. So this guy can move, unlike last time the guy couldn't move when he was buried alive. That was a different story. This is Scrooge. Scrooge is like, and he, all of a sudden, he wakes up and he realizes that it's not actually, uh, he's not in a coffin. It's Christmas morning. He was maybe dreaming, but maybe it was just a real free ghost and a zombie. And so he's like, Oh, my God. Okay, uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, number one, not be such a jerk. Number two, give people Christmas presents because that's cool. Okay. And number three, like, uh, you know, remember to be good all the time and happy. <laughs> and so he jumps up out of bed and he, like, gets a bunch of money and he buys lots of presents and he gives presents to, like, uh, everybody. And he goes to Bob Kratz's house and he's like, here's some money. Here's some chicken. Moist food. Here's some happy things. Uh, here's some stuff for your kids. Here's some, like, other things. And, uh, your kid that was sick. Did I not mention that kid? Well, too bad. Kid that is sick. 
sick. Tiny too, I think. You get to go to a doctor <laughs> because you didn't get to. But now you do. Because I have lots of money and I will give it to you. Oh. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, what happened? And he's like, uh, nothing. I just don't want ghosts to kill me. So, Christmas time now. And, uh, then Scrooge was like, he sneezed. And then Tiny Tim was like, God bless you, everyone. Okay, Scape, I love you. You're a great cat. I have an English degree, and you're wrong about everything. But that was a very nice story, and oh gosh, was it scary. It scared Scrooge into being a nice guy, so maybe it would scare our listeners into also being nice people. It will scare them. Uh, is there, I mean, there's an obviously, now we know that there's a scary moral, because it has moral right in it. Tell us what the scary moral is, Scape. Oh, yes, the scary moral is, watch out for free ghosts and zombies on Christmas Eve, because they would get you and scare you. What? No, Scape. <laughs> you are such a... No! The moral is clearly keep the Christmas spirit inside of you, don't be a jerk, be nice to people, and they will be nice to you, and your life will be richer and fuller. Uh, Dad! This is a story about ghosts and zombies! No, it's not! It's a story about learning what the true meaning of Christmas is. It's not a story about three ghosts and a zombie. It's about Scrooge, and he encounters three ghosts, and apparently, in your version, a zombie who doesn't eat brains and talk. Zombies can... No, Dad! Okay, those are free ghosts who haunt Christmas. One of them haunts the past, one of them haunts the future, and one of us haunts the presence. And those are scary ghosts. You have to be careful or they will get you. They will bury you alive. He didn't get, he didn't get buried alive. They, if anything, they like put him in the coffin and like it was a trick to scare him. Well, that makes it scary. So that's the scary moral. Scape, you are, you're right. You're absolutely right. I was just testing you. That's, that's the moral. God bless you, everyone, when you sneeze. And be careful of three ghosts and a zombie on Christmas Eve. They could bury you alive. Everybody keep that spirit alive in your heart this Christmas. You better, because otherwise, buried alive. Ha, ha, ha. We'll be back with another Scapey story. This one, next one, will be one that I actually read to him. But we'll be back maybe, uh, not next week, but maybe two weeks from now. Yes! At that point, we'll be back with a scary story that will make you cry and weep for your mom. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. This is Rory Sinjin. On December 25th, 1996, six-year-old John Bonet Ramsey is killed in her Boulder, Colorado home. John and Patsy Ramsey, her parents, called the police at 5.52 the following morning to report that their daughter was missing. Jean Bonet's body was found under a white blanket in the basement that afternoon. All right, Chuck. We gotta go check out this murder thing. Are you sure, Sarge? It's awfully snowy out. Look, Chuck, some girl is dead, so we gotta go do it. It's a blizzard, Sarge! Get in a the blizzard! Car, Chuck! I'm not doing it, Sarge. You'll have to force me in at gunpoint. All right, Stuart, come with me. Okay. Oh, wow. I guess I shouldn't be so melodramatic. <laughs> it is pretty snowy out here. That it is, Sarge. That it is. Oh, my God. Watch out for that car. Oh, God. Meanwhile, at the Ramsey's estate. Oh, my God. My daughter's missing. Oh, God. Those people are loud upstairs. Oh, crud. Oh, my God. Where's my daughter? I can't believe I fell asleep at the scene of the crime again. <laughs> Better get out of here. Oh, no. It's my daughter. 
Hey, who's that? N- definitely not a killer, just part of the staff. G- gotta go oh, get the paper. Wh- what's that you're right. carrying over your shoulder? It's your newspaper. I'll-, I'll talk to you later. It's awfully child-shaped for a newspaper? Special edition. Stop asking me questions. <laughs> okay? I'll well, respect your privacy. Well, dang it, Stuart. I guess we're stuck here for the night. It's true. We'll probably have to arrive the following morning. By that time, the killer will be long gone. And it's so obvious they wouldn't have caught him anyway. They shouldn't have risked their lives by driving in a blizzard. Merry Christmas. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. What, what, what? It's Christmas? My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And I know the part you're more interested in is that Christmas part I just mentioned. Yes, December 25th is also Christmas, in addition to being, more famously, the day John Bonet Ramsey was killed. Let me tell you very briefly a story about another thing that happened on Christmas. Yes, in fact, Santa Claus was going out one day and realized, my goodness, it's snowing awfully hard. It wasn't the day with the, the fog when he needed Rudolph. No, it was in fact a different day where he said, well, Rudolph probably won't help me in this case because his bright nose, you know, won't really do much when so much snow is coming down. It doesn't really matter, you know, Snow is one thing, fog is another thing entirely. So Santa said, well, we'll just have to risk it, you know, let's go out. And he went out in this terrible blizzard. And of course, what happened was, you know, naturally, I'm sure you can guess, his sleigh crashed and he died and no presents were ever delivered again. That's why you should really be very careful when you're driving in a blizzard, be it a sleigh that flies attached to flying reindeer, or be it a car, because the roads can get very slippery, visibility goes down, things like that. Those cops didn't learn their lesson. Santa didn't learn his lesson. Make sure you do. Don't ruin another Christmas uh, driving in a blizzard. This was a very dangerous thing, and my name is Roy Sinjin with Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. On the next episode of Cast and Wax, on guard duty, negotiations begin. The service we provide for the general good is appreciated, and I'm sure you will recognize the substantial funds we have put into the running and maintenance of the guard, not to mention collateral expenditures which invariably come out to more than budgeted, regardless of how we adjust the figures from year to year. On Debatatorium, we learn about our rights. In order to have illegal immigration, you have to have a concept of illegal. In order to have a concept of illegal, you have to have laws. Now, what are laws done for us except restrict our rights as free-born, constitution-born, bill of rights-born, Americans! And on Decker and Hayes, the lost detective is found. How do you know my name? Are you part of the operation? Hey, I'm a detective, not a doctor. I don't do operations. Then you don't belong here. I must terminate you. All obstacles to the operation's completion must be terminated. All this and more coming January 5th to Waxwork.com. Ave Maria. Grazie plena. Dominus Benedictatu, Emuliaribus, and Benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus.